Hello and welcome to Desert Pirate Radio. My name is E and I am your captain on this ship. Why not jump on board and set sail on the high sands? We've got another great show. We will be learning how to cook mug cake with Sarah. Not to be confused with its less loved and less tasty sibling, the mud cake. We'll also be discussing healing and why God doesn't always heal with David. But first of all, you know them, you love them, but where do they come from? I'm of course talking about dogs. Hi, I'm Anne and I'm a veterinarian. And one of the things I've found fascinating in my job is looking at the miracle of birth. So I thought I'd share something in this little segment. So birth is fascinating and dogs are particularly fascinating. Dogs are pregnant for just 63 days, so that's only two months. Now, the longest known mammal to be pregnant is an African elephant. They go for 22 months. And the shortest, by comparison, goes for 12 days, and that's a little opossum. Mouse is 19 days. So our dog, 60, 63 days pregnant. And most dogs have about between 1 and 12 puppies. But the world record was 24 puppies in a mastiff dog. So 101 Dalmatians got it a bit wrong. When you think about it, life is pretty different in the uterus. The pups have to live in a little tiny individual fluid-filled sac for the 63 days. And each sac has its own placenta to connect it to, to the mum. And her circulation or blood supply via the placenta gives all the oxygen and nutrients needed for the pup to grow and develop. It's kind of like jet fuel for puppies. So the pup's liver doesn't need to work as much because they're not actually eating food. So this circulation from the mum bypasses the liver mainly via something called the ductus venosus. Similarly, the lungs don't work either. So most of the circulation bypasses the lungs via two holes in the heart. There's one in the atria, and that's called the foramen ovale, and the other is between the pulmonary artery and the aorta, called the ductus arteriosus. And the other thing that's different in, in a, living in a uterus is that the bladder just can't drain out in its normal way, because otherwise they'd be swimming in a pool of urine for the whole two months. But it goes out via a cord called the urachus, and that goes out the umbilical cord. So all these are different in a puppy. But when pups are nearly ready to be born, they, they trigger the birth by getting a little bit stressed and they release a stress hormone. And that triggers all the mum to go into like the muscular contractions of labour. And the birth process, the, pass, pup, the pup passes out the birth canal and then takes its first big breath in the world and a whole lot of things have to change inside. So the oxygen levels rise in the body, and there's a whole lot of pressure changes, and these two holes in the heart close up immediately. The oxygen levels inside rise, and the two holes in the heart close immediately. If this doesn't happen, then you get blue babies or blue puppies. The duct bypassing the liver closes, and so the, the blood supply goes by the liver, and the umbilical cord contracts and the urachus closes that let the wee out to the outside. And that just becomes a little scar on the end of your bladder. And all this happens in dogs and people and all mammals without us even knowing about it. Only on very rare occasions does it go wrong. And I reckon this process of life and birth is amazing. And for me as a Christian, 
I believe this points to an intelligent, all-powerful God who's like the designer of life. We're not just some random chance in the universe, but a miracle of God. Hello, it is time for this spoon, sir. Has life dealt you a hard hand? Are you not sure where to go? Are you thinking, what could get worse? Hi, my name's Josh. I'm from One Wet Sock, and I've got the product for you. One Wet Sock can make sure that your day has just got that little bit worse. And you might be thinking, but Josh, why would I want my day to be a little bit worse? Well, that's a great question, listener. With One Wet Sock, you get to decide when your day is that little bit worse, instead of someone else. You're tuned into Desert Pirate Radio. I'm your host, E. And last show, I explained the, that I'm in the sand timer, and... Of course, we've heard all heard of the sand timer, but I asked you guys to write into the show, and silly me, forgot to explain how to write into the show. This is often a key element to communicating with a show of any variety, and without it, it is impossible. So, I've set up an email. Uh, the email address is reach at desertpirateradio.com. I know it's very old-fashioned, but... That's what you got to when. That's what you got to do when you've got to do. Nope, that's not quite right. That's how it is when it is. Nope, that's also not right. Anyway, that's what I've done. Um, so, if you have any questions for the Q and A, or if you have feedback for the show, or you just want to know more about the sand timer, um, please send an email to reach at Desert Pirate Radio and put the show code in square brackets. So the show code for this show is AB. Put it in the brackets in the subject so the email machine can sort it all out and then put it in front of our eyeballs. But if you're not listening to the show as it comes out, you can leave a comment on the podcast. Not all podcasts can do this, but give it a go. Um, we'll also check there. And So please reach out to me. I'm just a lonely man talking to a microphone if you don't reach out. So let me know. Um, I'm keen to go on this adventure with you, but I need your help. That's rich at desertpirateradio.com. But now, Sarah with a mug cake. Hi everyone, welcome to Sarah's Macalicious segment. So I'll give a bit of backstory on to um, what I'm going to be uh, guiding you guys today in um, whether you want to cook or not. I'll be talking about a spectacular chocolate mug cake recipe. Now, I must preface this by saying it is not my recipe it is by tasty and the recipe um basically i cooked this at least once a week during covid which was a solid two years in lockdown in um so you know it's good and i'm not sick of it yet so let's crack into what you'll need typically you'll probably have all of the stuff in your house if not you can go to the shops or you can just listen um so all you need, this is making one mug cake, by the way. All you need is, oh, mug, not mud cake, just to preface that. Um, four tablespoons of flour, three tablespoons of normal sugar. You don't need self-raising flour, by the way. Two tablespoons of cocoa powder, half a teaspoon of baking powder, three tablespoons of milk, one tablespoon of oil, probably not olive oil because it won't give you the nicest taste but if that's all you have you can use that vegetable or canola will work um one teaspoon of vanilla extract and this is optional one tablespoon of uh, like nutella or other toppings if you want that you put in during whilst you're making it and then you can put more on afterwards and then powdered sugar once it's cooked but um 
so it's pretty simple. You combine all the dry ingredients first, so the flour, the sugar, cocoa powder, and the baking powder. And I'm not sure about the alternatives, like if you're gluten-free or whatever, but, you know, you can have a go, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, and combine all of those and then add your wet ingredients, so the milk and the oil and the vanilla extract, and then you can add in Nutella if you want to. Then chuck it in the microwave, depending on the microwave you have, um, for 90 seconds to two minutes. I find that in my microwave, a minute and 55 seconds is the perfect um, amount of time for it to be like nice and fluffy. Um, and then it goes perfectly with a scoop of classic vanilla ice cream or any other ice cream if you want to. And uh, Bob's your uncle. There is your simple chocolate mug cake. Um, so, um, yeah, enjoy. And that is the end of Sarah's Smackalicious segment. I guess we could technically call that a cupcake. So, uh, I wanted to make a second apology. Two apologies in one show. I really want to minimise that. But last show I said that there was four people in the sand timer with me, which is mostly true. However, there was a fifth person that I forgot to mention, and I think it was reasonable I forgot them, because they didn't come into the sand timer with us, but and not many of the other people have seen them, but they have been very instrumental in this show. So, I was walking around, sort of looking around the town, seeing what there is. There's a library, which that is... I only looked through the window, but I'm getting ahead of myself. And he gave me three boxes. Box number one, it's about this high, and it's green. And it's like sort of green where if you're sitting there with your friends and one person goes, it's green, and someone says, no, it's not, and you can't really decide whether it's green or not. Like, you know that on, on the edge? Anyway, on it has a label. It says, be ready. And it has a timer that was counting down. And it had a topic, which was, well, the most recent one was faith with a terminal illness, and it had a set of questions. And a little place for a mic and a headphones and a place to record. Turns out I was talking to David and that is where my interview came from. And the second box, similar in some ways, is in its box. It's got some plugs to plug in recording equipment. No headphone jack, but it said on it is be listening. And it's weird because every time you look away from it, it changes colors. It's also about this high. Anyway, that's where the segments come from. And last of all is a little box. And it says, be paid. And that is where the ads come from. So, little peer behind the scenes of the show. Um, I have no idea who this man is. Uh, trying to talk to the other people. They haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since. We're in a desert. There can't be a lot of places to go. I mean, there is a whole lot of buildings. But he didn't seem too interested in them. So, yeah. Again, sorry, I'm repeating myself because I we didn't we meant to do this last show. But Sand Timer. Still no dragons. Still no Monopoly. And still no solutions that are cheap, fast, and high quality. Please write into the show. Contact at Desert Pirate Radio. Use the square brackets with a little code in it. And let me know what you want to know. I'm keen to explore this new world with you. Oh, I didn't tell you what I have done in the in-between shows. Oh, well. Next time. Does that engine look like it's on fire? Why? Have you ever been on a plane before? What are you, the plane police? Have you got something to hide? Why are you looking at me so funny? Well, did you put the engine on fire? 
I don't know. Are you a plane mechanic? Do I look like a plane mechanic to you? What kind of beard is that for a plane mechanic? I don't know how that bad boy slipped in. Anyway, on with the show. We've got our interview. So, there's not much to say. And remember, if you want to ask David a question, we'll have a Q&A at the end of the series. Email it to email it to contact at desertpirateradio.com with little square brackets and Q&A in the subject. So the machine goes... It's in the right place. Why do you think God hasn't healed you yet? Yeah, so it's a, it's a big question that um, I think, uh, well, Christians in particular can struggle with this, which is um, you see plenty of examples of people who God doesn't seem to heal. Well, well he doesn't heal, not just not that he doesn't seem to heal, but, you know, um, p- people die with some illness or Christians who die in car crashes or cancer or whatever um, and and well if we, if I think about me personally um, you know I've had plenty of people pray for my healing and obviously I'm <laughs> well people can't see but I'm still in a wheelchair um, so God definitely hasn't healed me and um, I, I guess there's various reasons we can say that God doesn't heal um, there's still time for God to heal me on earth anyway so that that's one point is some people would say well it's God's timing um, and there's examples in the Bible of people waiting many years before they're healed um, so one thing I say to people is you know don't give up on God and just assume he doesn't want to heal you ever because unless you're pretty close to God you don't know his will exactly and I'm always happy for people to pray for me. Um, so that that's one thing, which is um, God's timing. I guess the question for Christians is, you know, surely God would want to, to heal me, uh, etc. And one of the points is also, as Christians, we believe there's a fallen world we live in. Um, God asks, what humanity rejected God and so a world without God is a world with sickness and disease and things like that Um, and as Christians we believe you know heaven is a place where there will be no suffering and things like that Um, so more to the question about why God doesn't heal is kind of well um, we shouldn't forget also that as Christians we believe we live for eternity with God and so essentially we're comparing eternity with no suffering in heaven versus our life that might be 80 years and um, so I also view it as in the light of eternity that it's actually quite you know <laughs> 80 years versus eternity that you know it's a pretty good deal it's a pretty good um deal and um the time we suffer is not that long i mean that doesn't really answer the question as to why god has left it but um uh, writers such as c.s lewis have suggested you know if you're in god's shoes your bigger plan is eternity and um you've given you want humanity to live with you um in heaven because you're a loving God 
And so um, suffering may be a reminder to us that we, we do need God and it's a part of um, the world we live in that has rejected God. Um, so, you know, people wanting to go, God to intervene all the time and he's gone, no, I'm going to let, to some degree, um, he's got the rescue plan, as Christians would say, with Jesus, but um, to some degree he's allowing suffering to occur because it's part of the world that um, humanity, you could say, wants in some ways, or at least um, has turned his back on God. And then there's various, you know, ideas that, you know, God knows more than we do and... Um, unsurprisingly as humans we can't understand God's mind and will and what he can see and um, it will remain a mystery as to why God doesn't heal um, but for me I always come back to the fact that I can trust God and he gives me hope and um, joy in life and touching on a bit of what I mentioned already I know for me doesn't really matter if I'm not healed because I will be healed in heaven with God mm. and uh, I just get a slightly quicker passage to heaven speed run um, in in eternity 50 years less life on earth is gonna not even be a blip on a radar basically so mm. and in light of your situation um, what what are some opportunities that you've either been able to like pick where have you gone because of your illness that you wouldn't have that you don't think you would have been able to otherwise or would have been harder or different or people you would have conversations or if that long non-optimized question interests you why not tune into dessert pirate radio it's our podcast exclusive where we ask some extra questions maybe some deleted scenes deleted scenes deleted audios is it a scene if it's an audio it will be coming out some point uh with the podcast of the main show uh depends when it gets edited and put up but it will be coming up soon hey why not follow our podcast and then you'll know when it comes out and you don't have to keep checking back and just press that follow button um it's on most po- uh, podcasting apps i think i said that wrong last time as well that's three got a four and you're out so let's keep the mistakes down to a minimum anyway that's first show but yes if you enjoyed david's view i recommend you talk to your local christian because everyone there's lots of different views in the church um, your local Christian can be found at both ends of the aircraft. Please follow the lights on the floor to your nearest Christian. And inspired by what David has said, our question of the week um, is, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? This can be a personal conundrum or a chat. This can be a personal conundrum or a conversation starter. Do what you will with it. Once again, thank you for tuning. Please reach out to the show. Reach at desertpirateradio.com. Hit us with a Q&A or any other questions you have about the show. Until next time, safe travels.